Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's teaching is Five Life-Changing Revelations About the Power of Our Words. One of the topics that I talk about a lot and I've received a lot of revelation on and am receiving even greater revelation on is the power of words. Now I'm recording this in early March 2019 and we're just about ready to start our negativity fast that we do for Lent. We've done it annually for Lent in spring for 40 days. We use our book Igniting Faith in 40 Days. It's a devotional it's the first book we wrote, very powerful book. And as the basis for the fast, I was just reading in the front where it says what a, what a negativity fast isn't and what it is. Uh, what a negativity fast is, it is not denying that problems exist. It is not stuffing things that are wrong or just pretending they're not there. It is not critical of others um, who may be struggling. It's, it's, and it's not irresponsible concerning things that need to be done. But here's what a negativity fast is. Now, this is what stood out to me. It it is determining to focus more on God's promises than on problems. It is learning to speak with hope about even the toughest of issues. It is becoming solution-focused rather than problem-focused. It is refraining from reacting and giving voice to pessimism Criticism of others, self-criticisms, and other forms of unbelief. Let me read that again. It is refraining from reacting and giving voice to pessimism, criticism of others, self-criticism, and other forms of unbelief. It is speaking about problems to the right people in the right way. It is replacing negative words and thoughts with positive words and thoughts based on the promises of God. Well, you know, so it's... I like that, and it really causes me, you know, about to think more about what we're speaking about. And, you know, the journey of speaking life, the journey of the power of words. For me, you know, after I became saved at age 19, became born again, put my faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, I, I really realized that a change happened in me. It wasn't just... Uh, me trying to do something, something happened. The Holy Spirit got on the inside of me and started changing my desires. Like I would cuss, say things I used to say, it just didn't feel right. And so that was the beginning of the journey of, wow, words, words are powerful. And so as I lived the life and just began to see a little more and more and more in Scripture about the power of words, I remember... I used to get irritated at song leaders, worship leaders in church who would repeat the same phrase and have us sing the same phrase over and over. I'd just say, man, I'd be thinking in my mind, can't we just go on? And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, Steve, that's the only way that I can get you to say what you need to say. Now, both God and the devil need our words to accomplish their wills. And he said to me, that's the only way I can get you to say, the only way I can get you to say truth and speak life is when there's music. <laughs> I, want, I want you to do it without music. And so that's our teaching on declarations. 
I got a book called Declarations, Unlocking Your Future, 30 Biblical Reasons Why We Make Declarations. And also, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast right now is that we're, we, we're releasing very soon, within probably the next month, a revised edition of our book, You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself, which is my strongest book on the power of words. Now, what I'm going to say in this podcast is just going to be a little piece of what that book is. So let's talk about five revelations about the power of words. Number one is words set the course of our lives. Now in, that's a great revelation. Words set the course of our life. In James 3, powerful, powerful chapter about the power of words. And you know, verse 2, it says, if you bridle your tongue, you can bridle your whole body. Basically, it's saying if you can, if you can control what you say, you can control your whole life. But what I want to say here is in, in verse 3 and 4, it talks about, you know, just as a, a bit is, is in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship, so is the tongue. It likens the tongue to the bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship. And therefore, word, our words are directing agents of our life. Whatever we talk about a lot, we will see more of. You want, if you talk about the attack of the devil, you're going you're gonna to set the course of your life to see more of the attack of the devil. If you want to see more people around you getting healed, you say, well, you, you say people around me get healed. Uh, I bring healing consistently to people. You talk about that, you're going to direct your life in that direction. So words set the course of our lives. You know, I could listen to someone talking for, you know, 10 minutes and I could, I could pretty much get a good idea where they're going to be in, in their life, where they're headed. Number two, uh, revelation about the power of our words is our words are meant to change circumstances, not just describe them. <laughs> you know, if we're called to be thermostats, not thermometers. If our words only describe our experience rather than speaking life, we're just going to repeat our experience. I used to be just a thermometer in my words. I would just say, I'm tired, we're poor, this place is difficult, uh, things are not going well in our country. And God says, you know, he said, I haven't called you just to be a thermometer. I haven't called you to describe things with your words. I want you to move into Romans 4, 17, where it says, God who gives life to the dead by calling those things that are not as though they are. The Lord is not just, he, he said, I want you to speak life. I want you to call things that are not as though they are. That's one of your assignments. Call your marriage blessed. Call your kids uh, having a good heart for God. Call your nation blessed. Call your finances blessed. Call, call yourself. And, you know, you look in, Romans 6, 11, it says, consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God. And so call yourself alive. Certainly we don't deny what's going on, but one of the things that uh, is a great revelation is, is that we are to name things. Adam was given the ability to name things. We're given the ability to name what we, the different parts of our lives and speak life. Number three, life-changing revelation about the power of our words. 
uh, is the measure of grace and faith we experience is largely dependent upon our words. The measure of grace and faith we experience or have is largely dependent upon our words. <clears throat> In Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. So if, if I'm going to experience something higher, I've got to believe something higher. And if I'm going to believe something higher, I've got to hear something higher. And again, we make declarations of biblical promises, of biblical identity, not based on uh, experience, but we, 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 we say, we speak it out, even when we're not in the experience of it, and faith comes by hearing. I don't make those declarations to convince other people. I make them to convince me. <laughs> I got I to gotta, I gotta believe it. And so I get to determine the, the growth in my faith through hearing. And then it says in Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is necessary for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer. Grace is the empowerment to do God's will. So I, in largely I get to determine how much grace I have in my life based on how much truth I hear. And, you know, again, you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. Another interesting verse is in Galatians 3, 1 through 5, where he rebukes, Paul rebukes the Galatians because they become more conduct focused than hearing of faith focused. It's the hearing of faith. You look at it in the New King James language, uh, you're going to see that the hearing of faith is, is the key to the miraculous, is the key to the supply of the Spirit, and is the key to not moving into legalism and law. So I get to determine it by what I say. And so I'm going to use the power of my words to increase the manifest level of grace and faith in me. Whew, I'm getting excited. And Revelation number five is this, as we are called to be students of our own words. We are called to be students of our own words. It's powerful. Matthew 12, 34 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I love to listen to what I say. I, less, I love to listen to what I think I can't do. You know, if I think I don't remember names well, or I think, um, I, 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 think I don't have this gift, or I, I, I think this is hard. You know, just whatever. I love to hear that because that, I realized that it's not for condemnation, it's for information. I realized I got most of my beliefs out of my past experience than out of, what God's saying. Words have the power to reveal what we believe and change what we believe. Words reveal what we believe and change what we believe. And again, I say this, and I've said it many times, those of you who are part of our ministry, we're, we're not called to be word policemen of other people and criticize them or have critical spirits towards those you know, that we don't maybe have covenant relationship with. And we certainly we're going to be concerned when people are speaking death and people are speaking things. Um, that aren't full of life, but our job is not to fix people, it's to love people first. And so we realize that we're a student of our own words. And I'll say this, you know, 
again, if we can say things like, my back's killing me, shame on you, driving me crazy. Um, if we can say those things, then what, what I believe is that we don't really believe our words are powerful. Because if we believed our words were, were powerful, we wouldn't say those things. <laughs> so a student of our own words. And then revelation number five is we won't have something just by saying something, but saying something is necessary to having something. Saying something is necessary to having something. Now, I say this. Now, I mean, you, you, somebody could make a case very strongly that we can have what we say. You know, and if you look in Mark eleven twenty two to 24, Jesus just cur- cursed the fig tree. It died. Disciples amazed. Jesus says, hey, have faith in God or have the faith of God. You know, literal translation. Uh, Whoever says that this mountain, you know, be cast into this sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes he can have what he says, um, it will be done for him. You know, that Mark eleven twenty three really implies that we can have what we say. Those who believe they can have what they say uh, will see mountains removed. So those who believe that. Now, I want to say this, that I, I, I believe that. And, and But what I'm saying here is that there's other factors as well that, I believe also need to be in our life, but I give you permission to experiment, uh, to meditate on Mark eleven twenty three, and just see what the Lord shows you there. But saying something is necessary to having something. If something happened, something was spoken. Something was spoken. And, you know, in Genesis 1, it just starts there, spirits hovering over the face of the deep, and waiting for something to work with, then God said, let there be light. And so, wherever, whatever you want to see happen in your life, you want to see a better marriage, speak a better marriage. You want to see a breakthrough in your finances, say something, that there's breakthrough in our finances. Well, you say, what if I say these things and they don't happen? ha. <laughs> You know, in my declarations book in the front, I, I've ans- I, have, I answer six objections to declarations. One of them is that I tried it and it did not work. Listen, these things, uh, the spiritual laws of God and words are one of his spiritual laws that he's made. Um, they will work. You know, it, it, it may take time, but it's impossible for it not to create forward movement. And so... That revelation, we don't have something just by saying something, but saying something is necessary to having something is powerful. Wow, five revelations about the power of our words. Number one, words set the course of our lives. Number two, our words change are to change circumstances, not just describe them. Number three, the measure of grace, grace and faith we experience is largely dependent upon our words. Number four is we are called to be students of our words. And number five, we won't have something just by saying something, but saying something is necessary to having something. Wow, so powerful. You know, I I just, I I say over you today, uh, those of you who have been a part of our Igniting Hope family for a long time, this is just an upgrade. This is a reboot. This is a, this is a, new uh, infusion into you to speak life according to Proverbs 18 21 those of you who are new and haven't heard us before wow 
Uh, I suggest you get our book, You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself, Declarations, Igniting Faith in 40 Days, um, and do our Negativity Fast and Positivity Feast. To you're going to get great, great breakthrough. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We here at Igniting Hope are here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. He who has the most hope has the most influence. And I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is because it's hard to influence that which you don't have hope for, whether in family, whether in ministry, business, nationally. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. There's no convenient season to walk in radical joy. Probably for most people listening today, today's just not a good day to be radically joyful. But I say this, I need the joy of the Lord today. I've got issues. I've got areas in my life I wish were different. I, I've got uncertainties about things. I've got some relational challenges. I have some personal areas in my life that just, man, I want to get better in. <laughs> But the joy is my strength. Thank you, Lord, you're going to do it. Thank you, you're working. Thank you. Stir it up today. God bless you. We look forward to having you with us on again on another one of our podcasts from Igniting Hope Ministries. God bless. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.